0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by com, the publishers of Family Magazine. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. To go. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This
1: is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel.
0: On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life.
1: Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra.
0: And we want to welcome you to Homeschooling in Real Life, episode 59.
1: My spouse doesn't want me to homeschool.
0: We are going to have a great and lively discussion about this one, because once again, this was a listener-requested episode.
1: Yeah, and we actually have six bullet points on the whiteboard to talk are about today. you kidding me? I know. It's wow, like
0: an outline. Here we go. It's amazing. Hey, we are uh, in the middle of July. Nice, perfect California weather for we those of you who are dying in rainstorms. We got
1: rain. We got rain this week.
0: We did. Not enough to make no. a dent. But Tioga Pass, which is the pass outside of Yosemite, which mm-hmm. is the big national park, yep, uh, was closed for snow. Yeah. Who yeah. Knew? Cars
1: couldn't get in. They had to put on chains and... That's amazing for us. So Yeah, we're still in the midst
0: of uh, hosting our French exchange students and having a ton of fun. We did San Francisco, California. We did. So if you're a Periscope follower, you would have seen a live Periscope from Ocean Beach, which was awesome.
1: And that was actually on my account, which is Kendra E. Fletcher. It's probably still up. Oh for, really? It yeah. wasn't a
0: homeschooling IRO one. Nope.
1: I oh. just did it from my account because that's what I was on. But, yeah, um, very cool. but it's fun. We were just playing down at the beach and uh, what else have we done? We took him to a baseball game. Yeah, we La took Americana. him to an
0: American baseball game. We're
1: having hot dogs for dinner. Yeah. So, yeah. It's American.
0: Well I'm sitting here enjoying a cup of Caroline's coffee, our coffee sponsor for every episode. Now here's the deal. I love coffee, but I don't know how to pronounce every African word there is. So this is a fair trade Malawi. Now listen to this word. M-Z-U-Z-U. Mizzou? I yeah. don't know.
1: That's that's my guess. Great Zuzu.
0: cup of coffee from Caroline's Coffee. Roasted a little light. So if you like a light roasted, great flavored coffee, uh, head on over to carolinescoffee.com. Use the code HIRL and it'll get you a 10% off. And again, I've looked into this. You're saving money on coffee if you buy it from Caroline's. And you're helping a sponsor along the way. Even better. And you're helping us as a free podcast once a week. The least you could do is go buy a pound of coffee for yourself and enjoy it with me. (laughs) Hey, we are, we just got done with a great interview on an episode coming up next week on depression among (laughs) homeschool moms. And this one listeners killer. We have a great guest. We sure do. Dr. Melanie Wilson. And, uh, I cannot wait to put the show together for you next week. You're going to love it. Hey, Kenj. Yes, Fletch. Why don't you tell the listeners uh, where you are heading this week?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we're big fans, if you've listened to the podcast before, of the Teach Them Diligently conferences because we just love the founders. They have a heart for discipling families and for equipping parents to disciple their kids through homeschooling and, and raising them. And so uh, that's where I'm headed, to Dallas, Texas.
0: So you'll be there. Uh, I think you're leaving the day after our anniversary.
1: Yes, our 24th Fourth, anniversary.
0: Yeah. Fletch and Ken's hit 24 this year. What are we
1: doing for our 25th?
0: Oh, that's in a year. Yeah. Oh man, we have some huge planned. We do? We will.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. It's hey, on maybe, air now. It's official. Right, and maybe we could take suggestions. I would love suggestions. What would you do for your 25th no, anniversary? No, because a lot of
0: our listeners are in the Midwest. Those Iowa people that got all fired up because we didn't know where Des Moines was. They're going to say, hey, why don't you come out to
1: the Midwest? Go to the Wisconsin Dells, things like that. You know, it's yeah. like
0: humid. I need, so here's what your recommendations have to include. A beach, at least. Let's Propical go to the beach. Maldives. Okay, that's a good one.
2: <laughs> I don't even one. know where that
0: is, but it sounds good. You know, the one I want to do is the the one off of Africa, off of... Uh, Madagascar? Somalia, off of Madagascar. Because
1: you want to encounter the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, I want to go to that, that island group there that I met. that I met that steward from... A, from British Airways. What was that? Ah, I forget group. what they were called. Oh, they were called the Seychelles. Ooh. Seychelles? I think that's how you say them.
1: Sounds lovely. So enough of the fluff. I think we've done enough, don't you think? I think so. All right. Let's get to the meat of our show today, which is my spouse doesn't want me to homeschool.
0: All right. But before we do it, let's hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. So we've been spending a lot of time with Rebecca Kelleher, the publisher of Family Magazine from Hedgewa, the Home Educating Family Association, and I had a chance to sit down with her again and ask her a little bit more about what goes into Family Magazine. Alright, so I am on the phone again with Rebecca Kelleher, the publisher of Family Magazine. And Rebecca, we've already talked about how you choose content with a team of homeschool moms from around the country who work together to choose what goes into the magazine. But really, Family Magazine gets its name because this is a product that's actually put together and shipped out to its readers by the Kelleher family, right?
2: It is a family business. Um, our 12-year-old stock shelves. Our 14-year-old packs packages, and because he's over six foot tall, he can reach all of the top shelves for his mom. Um, dad is there, to. Uh, his special skill is putting the trailer on the car and getting us safely everywhere he drives an immense amount of time Abigail does our graphic design and she is learning programming right now. Anne Marie is my customer service face. She can deal with any customer at a convention and she's pleasant and kind and knows how to navigate computer systems left and right. And of course, Jenny, our oldest, she does Deer magazine. So she's kind of come in years ago and learned every division of the company. And so she knows graphic design, she does photography, she does layout, um, and then she writes a lot of articles. So.
0: All right. So you are not kidding when you say this is a family effort. This has got to make for a lot of long days.
2: This is a six day a week, about 12 hour average day for all seven of us to manage and run plus an entire staff from the photographer. We do all of our own photography We choose every article, we choose every, everything you see from Hedgewa is created in the home of the Kellehers.
0: All right, Rebecca, so it seems like you're doing a lot of work to put together a paper magazine that you physically need to package and ship out to your readers. Um, Wouldn't it make a lot more sense to just put this into digital form and throw it on the web or, you know, release it as something people would read on a tablet?
2: Statistically speaking, print magazine wins over digital every time. Uh, There's this idea that because we have so much information available that people just want to go to the web. But what we have found is moms enjoy that paper copy with a cup of coffee in a favorite chair and not looking at something that's bright and staring back into them. So they like that printed, uh, beautifully designed let me thumb through at my convenience. Plus, you don't drop it in the toilet and destroy a $600 item. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could use that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that, believe me. All right, folks, you've heard it here. Family Magazine, where the content is put together with homeschool moms just like you. This magazine is designed and produced by a homeschool family. It's perfect for you, and the cost is reasonable even if you end up dropping it in water. That's Family Magazine from Hedua.com. Check it out in our show notes below or go directly to Hedua.com. That's H E D U A.com. All right, Kendra, do you know who that is? Yes, I do. You do? Who is that?
1: It's Three Dog Night.
0: That's just because I told you that's who it was. You would have no clue. <laughs> no clue. One is the loneliest number. What's that was, have to do with our was show? that
1: even created? Because I was born in 1970. So, you know... That's like pre-me, <laughs> or I was like four, and I wasn't listening I'm, to music It was like while
0: that. you were alive.
1: I was listening to the Captain and Tennille and the Nice, and the and John Carpenters, Denver. because that's what my parents and listened John
0: to. And John Denver. They were, they were John Denver fans, weren't hey, they?
1: Not really. What? We were big Carpenters fans. How
0: are your parents not John Denver fans? Because they're
1: my parents.
0: I know, but they're like the most John Denver-y of anybody I've ever met.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: i Adjective. Adjective. My parents are like
1: the golf course crowd. They're not like the John. Denver, I know, but John Denver is like so... Rocky Mountain High people.
0: Ah, uh, true, true. But that's when I listen to him, I always think this must have been like child, Kendra's childhood.
1: Not at all, dude. Not at all.
0: All right. So this uh, episode, <laughs> that, that was a that was a nice little rabbit trail. That was
1: interesting. Hey, we balong, are balong. Uh,
0: <laughs> We are responding to a, a listener's email now. This came from Lisa. And here's what she said. In the show about single moms, you'd mentioned doing a show related to people who do not have their husband's support mm-hmm. to homeschool the children. And I'm wondering if you were able to put that show together because I am one of those people. Mm. I'm starting on the homeschooling journey with my son who will be entering fifth grade. And I would very much like to hear how people who are in the same boat as I am are doing with their homeschooling. By the way, thank you very much for what you do. I enjoy listening to your show and I gather information. As I begin this exciting journey. Now, hold on to your hats.
1: Yes. She wrote. I, I actually have a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Roger Federer hat because today. We was... just
0: lost at Wimbledon against Stop. Djokovic. I, I know, it. but. He was beautiful. It was great. Okay, anyway, back to the another listener. trail. Rabbit trail, yeah, rabbit yeah, trail yeah, yeah, number two. Um, <laughs> she's written back twice. Okay. Hey, did you get to that topic? Yet? Yeah. So hey. By the way, need. I'd like to know if you're talking about this topic. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Lisa, we're talking about it right now. I guess if you if you knock loud enough on the door, we will answer it. <laughs> um, we're talking about moms who do not have the support of their dads. Now, also, we had a second letter come in, and this one came in just this week. MJ Love. Now, do you? That's who wrote it. Do you think they really love Mighty Joe? Is that what they're Michael
1: writing? Jackson. I don't know. MJ love. I think I'm going to go with mighty
0: Joe. Okay. But I have a feeling this is actually, cause it was their email address too. So I don't think they created an email.
1: I think their last name is love
0: just to prove that they loved mighty Joe, <laughs> but that'd be cool if they did. So MJ, um, I'm yeah. MJ's a, a woman. Um, loves the really appreciates the, the podcast honesty and loves the humor. Thank you. MJ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Humorous ways of discussing topics, not the actual humor. Um, So she has three boys, ages 11, 8, and 5. Husband's not been thrilled with the homeschooling. But he's kind of on board because they're doing classical conversations, and he's cool with that. So kind of on board. But what she said is, I really feel bad for those who have direct opposition. So we're going to kind of talk through all of this. And like Kendra said, we have some bullet points. So um, let's just set the Ball on the tee? I love to say that term. I know. Let's put the ball in the air.
1: Let's put the ball over the net.
0: Let's put the puck on the ice. Okay. Where are you from? I don't know. I'm not from... Actually, California has hockey teams. <laughs> or like the town right up the highway has a hockey team, but I, I'm not a hockey guy. Um, let's put the board in the water. Let's put the board yes. on the wave.
1: Let's put the point shoe on the wood. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's what? My ballet analogy. Oh, okay. Go ahead.
0: Let's put the drumstick on the oh, drum. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we have a couple ideas here, Lise and uh, MJ. Um, just some idea. We we don't experience this. Um, I am one of those husbands that's been on board since the beginning. Most everybody I know has husbands that have been on board, so I really am not drawing from a well of experience. Yeah. And I know Lisa said, I can't wait to hear from other people. We're sorry. We just couldn't dredge this up enough as far as a... You know, when we bring guests on, we look for good guests, not mm-hmm. just people who experience it, mm-hmm. because they've got to get have to have a good voice, have to have good banter, right? They have to be able to keep up with us, which means they we're have to be a go, little crazy. We're going to go off the rails, yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing, Fletch, is that I have met, I have met. Uh, moms in this situation over the years, but a handful and not locally, and not anybody that I could have thought, oh, that's somebody I could draw from, you know, Let's right get them now. in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do the best we can with this one um, based on some similar things. Uh, I, well, just to tell you that this week, um, I help co, I co- lead a, mo- a young mom's Bible study at church um, for this summer. And one of the moms said, "How do I get my husband to be a spiritual leader? he I don't even really know if he's a believer. Well, there's some similar issues here and and it's just simply that we're not on the same page about something that I think is important,
0: yeah, exactly. And so our very first one, at least comes i mean, if you didn't come up with this one on your own, then it's like the people who don't know it's like my mom who asks me questions." And I said, you know what I did? I Googled it, and then I just wrote the response to you. So mm-hmm. this is one of those like we know you know this, but we wanted to say it anyway. And that's to pray. Yeah, um, you are essentially dealing with uh, you are not on the same page on something. So why don't we start with praying? And yeah. and that one just it evades us so often. Yeah, because we're so quick thinking that God doesn't care about these little things. Hey, He's your God. He loves you. So ask Him. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is a we're in a. We're in a struggle. On the heels of that, Kendra, why don't you share your favorite?
1: Yeah, and on the heels of that, like Fletch said, there was something I was told years ago and I don't even remember now who said it, but... Uh, this is the idea of praying and ducking and letting God hit your husband. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> or They're your called duck
0: prayers, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. And so the idea being that, look, I cannot be my husband's Holy Spirit. I'm not. Um, my husband cannot be mine. Um, he does. The Holy Spirit does use us in each other's lives. We are a marriage that you know of iron sharpening iron. We're there to to help each other become more like Christ. But in terms of a change of heart, only the Holy Spirit can do that. And so if there's an issue that I think, I don't even know how to address this, or I already know I have opposition from my spouse, whether it be homeschooling or, um, eating vegetarian, or you know, whatever the yeah, issues whatever. are, then then if it's if you feel so strongly at being led in that direction, pray and ask the Lord to to do the change.
0: Yeah, and I know, Kendra, you've done this in mm-hmm. our marriage. I can remember you know squarely getting hit by God on the topic of leading my family because that's what she was looking for, and she prayed and she ducked, and bam, two by four. <laughs> uh, so you know, our first two pray. And then, pray and duck, yeah, those are two really good, practical, you can grab onto those, yeah uh third one, and this is one I kept asking Kendra, uh, is it worth your marriage this topic mm-hmm. and and i'm not I'm leaving the homeschooling one now, but essentially you are in conflict over a topic, so let's just run through potential marriage conflict topics. Um, I want to quit working, my husband wants me to keep working. Um, I, you know, you can go down finances, you can go down communication issues, uh, you can go down vacation choices, where mm-hmm. you're going to live, how you're going to live, how you deal with in-laws, how you are going to raise the kids. Are you going to spank? Or are you not going to spank? Um, what is the, uh, what is the, uh, temperature in your home and who's running the thermostat? Now I'm not just talking actual temperature, but you know, what's the feeling in your home? How is it run? Um, what's your sex life like? I want to have it more frequency or not at all. I want to, you know, try these things. You know, any of these things in your relationship where you're not on the same page, is it worth your marriage? Right. Is it worth, I'm going to do this. I'm going to homeschool, doggone it, because I heard Fletch and Kendra talking about homeschooling and they're a married couple and they do a podcast and it's so great and it's so wonderful. So I want to do this too. And a husband or wife says, no, we're not going to do that. That's not what we're on. Okay, so are you going to plant your flag and let your marriage struggle over that topic? Now, Kendra, this gets to a really, really real issue. Based on that logic, if the person says, no, I'm not willing to let my marriage suffer, Mm -hmm. I am then thus going to... Not homeschool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to yield mm-hmm. and put my kids in private school, public school, something. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not agree with that. I mean, you may very well think that that's heretical. What I just said—that mm-hmm. it's okay to put your kids in another schooling environment. I know there's people in the homeschool world right now preaching that unless you homeschool your kids, you have you are sinning. You're living in sin mm-hmm. by by letting someone else do that. And they they claim all types of uh, Bible promises to prove that point. So, again, are you willing to let your marriage suffer because of that? So, you know, that's just like a third area that comes up with me. But I would ask you the question, how do you handle those other areas? How do you handle the husband that doesn't want you to work or does want you to work? Mm-hmm. What's your answer there? Mm-hmm. Are you someone that yields often for the sake of harmony? Do you hold out? to the point to which conversation breaks down, mm-hmm. relationship breaks down, intimacy breaks down, there may be bigger issues than the homeschooling one.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and I think you need to, this is where you need to say where is this going to take us? Is this going to lend itself to division in our relationship? Will it will it lead to divorce, you know? Would my spouse leave me because I am all into this thing that they are so antagonistic toward? What then does that do for your children you know if it's yeah. all about the kids if you're saying well i'm homeschooling because it's the best thing for the kids if your marriage falls apart is that all for and the kids and doesn't mean all the way fall apart no if it it's could just be...
0: uh, just a negative marriage right that you're you're wading water through you know i have this this uh, young couple that i know where he wanted to improve his job now, this is the husband saying i want to further my job mm-hmm. so he decided to start taking classes and it was, it was he was going into nursing so mm-hmm. it was going to be a boost in income mm-hmm. and a and a change in life. And they were on board, but as he got into it, it started taking away more and more time from the from the couple, and she couldn't handle it. And guess what? They are now splitting mm. because of his desire to pursue a career change, which at the core
1: It's not a bad thing. Had them in mind. Right. Like I'm doing this right. for
0: us. I in, in, but I'm gonna hold on to this and I can't quit. Even though my wife is dying on the vine, Mm -hmm. well, it's Splitsville. Mm -hmm. And that's a bummer, but that's an extreme version of this question. Mm -hmm. How about the next one? That's three. So we have pray, pray, and duck. And is it worth your marriage?
1: Yeah, and I think this is where you say, hey, husband, hey, wife would you give me a year to try this? You know, could could we try this for, just let me go with this and, and let's see if this could be a better thing for our kids. Or, um, maybe a husband would say the same to his wife. Would you, would you try this honey? Because, um, I I really think this could be a great direction and I'll give you all the support and help that I can. Yeah. And that's the
0: key. I think they're saying, Hey, don't just say, let me try this with you throwing darts at me, Yeah, but you know, Cause I think that was kind of the spirit in a couple of her follow-up emails was mm-hmm. that, you know, my husband's actually working against me on this, mm-hmm. but the question is, Hey, can I try this for a year and let's just take some, some regular, um, evaluation points mm-hmm. and say, Hey, how are we doing here?
1: Don't put your hope in that year. You know, don't think, okay, great. I've got this year and this will do it. I'll prove to him, you know, or I'll prove to her. Um, don't put your hope there, but, but it gives, it gives you the time to try this thing, to see what it does and blooms and blossoms in your children's lives. Um, it gives you that time to pray and duck.
0: Now we have some scripture that we want to bring in here, mm-hmm. um, in case, cause I, I, I want to challenge you, Kendra, cause this mm-hmm. was your idea. You're oh, the great. one that said, Hey, let's give me a year to homeschool. <laughs> no, I mean, this was your idea for the, for the whiteboard points. But I said, what if the husband in this situation says, Can you give me a year with the kids in private school or in public school? Yeah. And can we just see if it really,
1: you know, if they really get
0: brainwashed the way you're saying? And before we get to it, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come right back for your response to that. Hey, this is Fletch, and I want you to listen to one of my favorite sounds. That is the sound of hot water being pushed through freshly ground coffee, which eventually leads to the pouring of coffee and then the drinking of coffee. One of my favorite things to do. You know, this podcast is sponsored in part by Caroline's Coffee out of Grass Valley, California. They are hand-roasting coffee, hand-packaging it, and sending it directly to your doorstep. And if you look at it, the cost of buying coffee online and having it sent to your door uh, can sometimes be cheaper than the coffee you buy in the store. Now, I realize if you buy cheap coffee and all you want is canned, stale coffee, well, you'll be able to beat the price any day. But if you want freshly roasted, hand-roasted coffee that's a coffee bean you choose... Uh, You know, buying coffee online and sending it to your door, that's the way to do it. And Caroline's Coffee is the place to do it, especially when you use our code, which is H-I-R-L for Hurl. Our hurlers can go to carolinescoffee.com and get 10% off any coffee you want. You know, that's something I want you to do. As a listener of this podcast, uh, I'd love you to go to Caroline's Coffee and buy a pound of coffee Try it yourself and tell me if you agree that this is really, really good coffee. You know, it's a way to sponsor a free podcast. Uh, do something you love. Get a pound of coffee. Help us and help Caroline's Coffee. Hey, thanks for doing that. And tell them that Fletch and Kendra sent you. Hey there, homeschoolers. I'm Michael. And I'm Brendan from Finding Christ in Cinema. Once you've finished listening to this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, come on over and join us as we discover Christian themes in your favorite movies at ChristinCinema.com. All right, we are back with the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, and we are on the topic, My Spouse Doesn't Want Me to Homeschool. Now, we have talked already about praying. We've talked about praying and ducking and letting God deal with the spouse that's kind of against this idea. Um, We have talked about if it's really worth your marriage. And this last one right before we went to break was the idea of, would you give me a year to try? Mm -hmm. And then I came back and said, yeah, but what if the husband asked that same question? Let's put our kids in public school for a year. Let's see if they really get screwed up.
1: Yeah. You have a response? I do. Uh, Really quickly before we get to this little thing that I, I, the Lord has really pressed on my heart for a lot of years um, is also be very, very careful to guard your own heart. If you have heard some speaker or some blogger or some writer tell you that you are in grave danger of ruining your kids if they're in a school setting, um, if that strikes fear in your heart, and you just think, you know that this is going to be horrible—that your husband or your wife is telling you that they can't be homeschooled—put um, your hope in Jesus in that setting. Because here's here's what I remember um, thinking years ago. I remember thinking. If if the government ever said there's no more homeschooling, there's no more Christian schools, you must put your children in public school. You know that that's not a far fetched idea. We we must immunize our children now. You in know I mean, that's where we right, are. In you know, right? I mean, it, that it's not far.
0: No, it's not hate. far it's, from
1: where we could be headed. And I remember that striking fear in my heart. Our kids were all very very young. Um, And I was still very much parenting in my own strength and thinking that everything I did was the most important thing.
0: So this government, this evil government, Mm -hmm. the United States government, Mm -hmm. swooping in, Mm -hmm. saying, give us your kids. Mm -hmm. We will educate them. Mm -hmm. Does that remind you of anything?
1: Well, yeah. And this is where I remember. I remember where I was when I was thinking this. And the the deal is, you know, we have in the very beginning, verse 1 of chapter 1 of daniel an example of this where nebuchadnezzar who you know if you remember was was not a good guy. He, he was very powerful. He's known for some good things like the hanging gardens of Babylon he built, you know, but he was also known for destroying the temple and, um, capturing Judah, the nation of Judah. And with that, he took the best of the best in, um, uh, of those Hebrew children. He took the best looking, I mean, it says that right in that first couple of verses, the best looking, the healthiest, the strongest, the brightest, he took those young men into his courts. He, he his whole purpose was to re educate them as Babylonians and to be the best of the best for the Babylonians. Um, he was asking their commanding them to eat his food and to do those things and to be educated in the Babylonian way. And I love where it says in in verse eight. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Um, so, in other words, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego—these young men that that we we learn about in Scripture—they had been taught in their homes by their parents of the one true living God and how to live for Him and to follow Him, and that their hope would be in that God. That He was the living water. He was their strength. He was their purpose, their hope, their salvation. And so when they were dumped in the middle of this junk, you know, just this bankrupt, worldly, defiled ugliness, they held on to that hope that they had been given. Sometimes I think um, that, It happens in a lot of our lives. We see that with kids who who initially will bolt and choose things that are yucky, you know, and bankrupt themselves. But God uses this to show them his glory and the the real beauty of his living water, right?
0: Right. So, I mean, here's this situation. Can you give me a year, you know? Yeah. um, And the reason I'm making fun of the evil US government is so many American Christians. Just feel like they're persecuted right and left, mm-hmm. and we're seeing this a lot in mm-hmm. the in the news recently. Particularly, you know, now. it doesn't matter what the topic is. this, oh, and and if you if you look at it on social media, on micro media, you'll see Christians just feel persecuted. And I look back in the history of the church when there was real persecution. Yeah, you know, Christians being yes. made as torches in Nero's yes. garden, um, Nebuchadnezzar uh, just destroying uh, the the entire populace, that was persecution. Yes. You know, we have a pretty cake life right now. So this idea of having to put our kids in public school or, or even just a, parent, a a husband or a wife saying, no, I don't want to homeschool, mm-hmm. so so we're going to do private school or whatever. Um, you know, we look at that story and see these young men that because of what was done in their home, what what's the end of that story?
1: Yeah, the end of that story is utter devotion and faithfulness to God. Yeah. And he delivered them out of that.
0: And and so if your kids are going to go into a different environment where they are going to have another teacher, who says you still don't have an obligation? You right. know, It's like the use of Sunday school teachers. I know people who just will not use Sunday school— Whereas I look at these Sunday school teachers um, working with me, not against me. Right, exactly. You know, it's but not their job. But we're also not abdicating it's to It's not them. their job. It's not
1: their job, right. You Are, know, my kids' spiritual lives, their development, their their mentoring by us, it's not abdicated. No, and it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a bonus. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. they
0: love it. So yeah. I, I like to encourage them in that. Rack Shack and Benny, you know, that <laughs> is not uh, the better story. That is not what teaches your kids. But it sure is fun for little kids to watch, yeah, and they and, laugh and, and sing along. And put it into
1: a kid's, you know, view yeah. of anything. So the point being that if you're, if you are somehow in that position where you feel like homeschooling really would have been the better option, and I'll tell you, for our family, it's been a terrific tool. For whatever reason that God has your kids where they are, you know, your responsibility is still to point them to Jesus. Yeah, you, walking alongside of them is still what we're called to do to, to walk, you know, stand in the marketplace, to walk alongside the road, all of those things, we're still called to do that. And so I think it's not impossible at all, it just means far more purposefulness um, in the hours that you are together, and lots and lots and lots of conversation. Because I would, I'm willing to bet that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and any of the other young men who came out of Judah and into that Babylonian environment had had lots of relationship building conversations with their parents,
0: and obviously trusted God in that relationship as well. They built that relationship. Yes. Okay. So we have uh, covered five of our points. Uh, the six-point, Lise, it might be something that MJ, the second listener, the second writer, <laughs> had written and has really grasped well. And we want to encourage you in the same way. And again, this might be just like a big duh, but like-minded support. Now, whether it's listening to us on this podcast, and we do our best to really encourage and to provide practical, and there's other podcasts that do that, you know, Hal and Melanie Young's podcast, uh, Carol Topps podcast. There's others on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Mm -hmm. uh, that we've had on here. Um, John Wilkerson from the Wired Homeschool, uh, Finding Christ in Cinema, those guys over there. That's Michael and Brendan. They talk about um, finding Christ in movies. Those are places where you can find support in the podcast world. Well, Hedua, our sponsor of our podcast, they put together Family Magazine, which is actually written by Homeschooling Moms who, you know, take news from the homeschooling world. Uh, They give ideas. I mean, that's a great example. Uh, Blogs, Kendra?
1: You're talking about my blogs? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. So Preschoolers and Peace, a lot of you know that blog's been around forever. But there are just so many more out there. Um, And if you want ideas, I'd be happy to to share ideas with you. You know, private message us on Homeschooling IRL, and we'll give you some blog ideas and places to go. We've talked about conferences in our episode on I Love Homeschooling, but I Hate Homeschool Conventions. We talk a lot about the benefits of being at a homeschool convention where um, you're going to be around people who are as passionate about discipling your kids as you are
0: and it's funny because a lot of times the the myth has been that you're dragging your husband to those well let me tell you i've been to a teach them diligently convention and there are husbands being dragged around but man do they engage dads and man are there a lot of good guys around there yeah who i know when i'm out in the hallway when kendra's speaking i meet homeschool dads who will say the exact thing like well i used to not be on board but man now i'm on board and love it so. You know what? I can't say enough for conventions, and there's other conventions that are out there. Sure, local conventions, state mm-hmm. conventions, the state convention. right. uh, and the same idea of a co-op. You know, because then you're there with your local friends at homeschool. But let me just put one more plug for Teach Them Diligently. Um, when they started that conference in Nashville, I I, I joined the Teach Them Diligently Nashville convention. Mm-hmm. Well, the convention's over, but people are still asking questions. Hey, what do you use for math curriculum? Hey, what do you do for this? And it's fun to see people, because there's thousands of people on that one, that chime in and answer. And it's a little micro community among all the other communities. That's just on Facebook. Yeah. All right. So this last one, probably the most important one, Lisa and MJ, by extension, writing in, and everyone else that cares about this, (laughs) you know you're going to get this from us. So if you ask the question, you know we will work this answer into every answer let's not hope shift. Beware of the idol of homeschooling. Uh, It it is a great tool. But when it's your only tool, suddenly every nail looks like it needs to be nailed with homeschooling, right?
1: Yeah. And if you believe that this is the magic bullet, this is the thing, um, then we get into some problems of thinking that we have to do it a certain way or it has to be Or just that pressure that you have got to do this right, you've got one shot, and you're going to kill it if you don't. Well, that negates the whole presence of the Holy Spirit and the redemption of Jesus Christ.
0: And there's a lot of other idols we try and do that with. Homeschooling's one of them. Um, Don't make this podcast your idol, because we said something. Matter of fact, I prefer you argue with me and tell me what's wrong with what we said, because then we can challenge one another. So you may have listened to what we were saying on this episode and saying, yes, 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 or you very well may be thinking we are just a pile of hooey. And <laughs> either way, we love hearing from you. So, you know, is there anything else you have, Kench?
1: That is it. And that, you know, just just trying to encourage y'all. So um, we hope we covered this well. Yeah. Not having been in this position, but if there's more, we are always, always happy to field more questions or to keep the conversation going. So if you're on Facebook, we are there, Facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. Other ways to reach out to us, Fletch?
0: You can get us on Twitter, and our handle is at homeschoolirl. Are there people that actually tweet? Because, oh my goodness, I never hear from you, tweeters. There's one or two. Just a Our cup. friend in Canada. Yes. Um, Angie.
1: Yes. Angela?
0: Mm-hmm. Angela. She Angela is Hoffman. like, she is our tweet queen. So thank you for being on Twitter with me.
1: Hey, give her a plug because she writes a blog called homeschoolinnovations.com. Home. okay so, yeah. there's your plug
0: mm-hmm. uh and that was just, just out of the kindness of our heart because we love her so much and again if you're coming down from canada i have no idea where to stand because i'm not sure where above america you
1: are you know where british columbia is is that where she is no i'm just telling Oh, you. i know where that is yeah. yeah but
0: she's somewhere i forget where cause again, I'm not ottawa Canadian. no she's not from ottawa
1: um i don't know. I forget <laughs> that's a big plug we New gave Brunswick. her a huge plug
0: um So you can reach us there. You can email us, info at homeschoolingirl.com. Always. We'll always get emails there. Hey, folks, stop listening right now. No, start. keep listening, but go to your browser, open up iTunes.com. That will launch the iTunes application and leave us a review. I cannot ask this more times. That's how people find us. The majority of people are searching Google, searching iTunes for homeschooling podcasts. If you put in homeschooling, we should pop up as one of the main homeschooling podcasts. But that only happens if you're leaving a review. And if you've been saying, oh, I'll do it, I'll get to it. I, you know, or Like I listen to podcasts all the time. Every time I hear that, I run and leave a review for the newest podcast I'm listening to. It's a huge deal and it means a lot uh, to us. That's one of the ways you can support a free podcast. Thank you for giving me a free podcast. I'm going to leave you a review. I'm just asking one more time for you to do that. That'd be great.
1: I'll take chocolate.
0: Oh yeah. That's another way too. So we want to uh, leave you uh, from this episode with a couple things. One, next episode coming up, depression, mom, depression. I was calling it homeschooling moms dealing with depression or homeschooling moms who don't know they're dealing with depression, but they don't know what the funk is that they've got. Yeah. Huge, huge episode. We're ripping the lid off and getting real. Um, Thank you to our sponsors, Caroline's Coffee. Head over there. Code H-I-R-L. And thank you especially to Hedgewa, Hedgewa.com, the publishers of Family Magazine. Um, thank you for sponsoring the Homeschooling Real Life podcast.
1: We'll see you all next week. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.